everyone, Kroom Ray from One Soccer Nation. We're here with uh, Mr. Jade Demerit. Am I saying that? Okay, great. Um, Jade, please introduce yourself to our viewers. And uh, we have a legend with us, so very, very uh, appreciative of you taking the time for joining me. Uh, no problem. You know, it's always nice to be here. You know, with all these soccer people. You know, uh, you know that's why we love this game, and uh, the game has taken care of me. You know, as someone that uh, you know had to, had to really fight for for my career and and on, and, and really take a, a chance on myself. You know, it's always nice to to be in these places and and, and full around soccer people that really understand my story and kind of what I went through. Uh, you know, walking over to England as a as a as a professional, uh, or sorry, non professional. Uh, undrafted in the MLS, playing in the ninth division over in the UK for forty forty dollars a game, uh, and then and then I uh, I kept working and, and kept improving. And by the end of my my second year in, in England, I was uh, I I was uh, basically scored the goal that got Watford promoted to the Premier League. And and so it's amazing what you can do, you know, when when you have that self belief and, and and when you do take a chance on yourself. And so I, I'm very much of that mindset. I'm very much of that kind of player. Um, and, and so it's just nice, nice to always be back here talking to young players and, and, and sharing my experiences. Absolutely. Can you just, you know, there's a lot that goes into it. Not only were you a good enough player in order to, to go pro, but, um, you know, where did you grow up? What passport did you hold? And did you also hold a UK passport? Uh, no, uh, Danish is, was my, was my grand, grandpa. So, um, that's how it worked for me to go there. But at the end of the day, there's lots of places you can play. You know, at the end of the day, for me, it was um, it was opportunity. And I had an opportunity to go live in England, um, but with my friend for free. And I was like, whoa, I got to do it the hard way anyway. I might as well do it in a place like England with the, with the light at the end of the tunnel so much bigger. And so for me, that was my mindset to go there. And then once I got there, it was, uh, you know, I grew up in Green Bay, Wisconsin. So it was like, you know, one of those places where it was, it was much bigger than where I was from. Uh, I went to school in Chicago, but... You know, going to London, seeing football for the first time over there was like mind blowing to me. Like seeing the game, seeing the ninety-three minute hum, like what the English culture does for this game is, is insane. That's why Premier League is the biggest league in the world by a mile. And so, within that, I, I felt that for the first time, and I was like, man, I gotta stay. I got, I got, I gotta figure this out. Absolutely. So, you played in the English Premier League. What other pro, uh, professional leagues did you play in? Uh, just the MLS, and so then I, and then I played for internationally for the US team for for uh, for four years, and culminating in the 20, 2010 World Cup. So I got to play like, kind of in three different places. I finished my career with the Vancouver Whitecaps, uh, and I was the first signing as they came into the a expansion uh, in, in two thousand eleven. So from a leadership's perspective, that for me was was one of my greatest challenges. You know, being the first signing of a team, building a team around that, being the captain of of, of growth was 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 really challenging um, here in the MLS, but really really beneficial to how I became a leader, how I can continue to hold my leadership skills now. And, you know, all of those situations I put myself into help me every day. You also played in the World Cup back in 2010, if I remember correctly. That's correct. Yeah. Uh, please share a little bit about that experience. You know, like when I think about the World Cup, like I've never been to one or played in one. Uh, hopefully I'll be in, uh, you know, watching one in yeah, 2016. It's, it's coming here in three and a half years. And so, you know, for me, it was, you, you we always talk, talk about pressure. And yeah, you never feel more pressure on a soccer field than at the World Cup because we always say the eyeballs are heavy. And there's a lot of eyeballs, and when you win the World Cup comes, mm -hmm. and, and so you, you do feel the eyeballs. You feel like you do feel that there's billions of people watching wow. because there is. And so with that comes a little bit of a pressure. But we always used to say, well, if you don't want the pressure, then you shouldn't be on the plane. Absolutely. And so that's kind of 
the way that I looked at that World Cup. It was, a, it was an incredible opportunity. We, we played England in our first game. Um, I got to mark Wayne Rooney at the time, who was the, arguably the best player in the world at the time because he was a Premier League player of the year at Man United that year. And so I played a really probably the best game of my life against England in that first game, uh, playing against the best player in the world. So, you know, those types of moments are what I, I, I remember uh, of those those types of environments. South Africa was such a unique place to play as well. Um, you know, the African culture was, was was incredible. We'd have the fans, like, doing choreographed dances when we got home, like the, the, the hotel staff to our hotel. And it was, it was a different World Cup um, than, than, than I think most of them. And I think, you know, we really enjoyed that experience. We got out of our group. We won our group for the first time. I, the famous Landon Donovan goal when he scored in the 92nd minute to beat Algeria um, to win our group for the first time. You know, no one, no other American club had ever, uh, American team had ever won the group before, and so that for us was was a, was a great moment. And, and for me, it, it was awesome. And Bill Clinton came and had some beers with us in the locker room after the game. And so that, those types of things you can't take away. And so those those are the things I think about when I think about the World Cup. Absolutely. Uh, I, I won't take up too much of your time here, but you, you also mentioned that you raised a um, quarter million for a documentary, uh, a show about your life, your experience. Um, can you please share a little bit about how the money was fundraised and uh, why uh, was it a documentary or was it a movie? Or? Yeah, it's a, it, was a, it was a Kickstarter project in 2011. I got approached by a couple of filmmakers that were saying, like, hey, if you make the World Cup, like, it's, the crazy, it's a crazy story. Like, walking to England with nothing but a backpack as a 23-year-old to then play every minute of a world cup is a it's quite a rise uh, hence the rise of giant <laughs> but at the end of the day it was uh it was a kickstarter campaign so in order to 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 fund the the footage a minute worth of uh fifa footage is fifty thousand dollars wow a minute worth of premier league footage is forty thousand dollars and so they had to raise two hundred thousand dollars to tell the story properly and so they went to kickstarter and it was incredible because the soccer community came together and raised two hundred twenty-three thousand dollars to turn my story into into a documentary film. And so for me, you know, that's it's validating, but it's also like it's super unique to think that like people are going to pay money so you can tell your story. And so that for me is what I do now. It's my purpose. It's I tell my story all the time to all different groups, from kids to conferences like today, and 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 really start to share a lot of those great experiences I got to have. And they weren't always great. They weren't always easy. A lot of this stuff was is built around adversity. My story is built around adversity. And so, you know, sharing those stories here with a lot of young players and a lot of young, a lot of coaches, uh, it's, it's important. And so that's what Rise and Shine gave me. It gave me a purpose to retell stories over and over and over again. And also, and now we have a tool, so we can use that movie as a way to inspire people all over the place. And so that's that for me is the greatest part. I get to share all these stories and, and, and I get to share all these moments and, 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 and again to have that be validated by by the soccer community is always something that um, you know really really leads into my purpose as to why I do this and why why I keep coming back because it's not just about this game isn't just about me, it's about all of us. And I think that's what that's what why the beautiful game is so beautiful. And we see that, we see the game give give it back to us. You see you know Messi winning the World Cup was was the greatest gift this game could have ever had. Because you know nobody deserves a World Cup championship more than that guy, and to wow. see him be able to do that after his service to this game, uh, you know, even even players that have played against him, you know, like myself, you know, you just you have so much respect for people like that, and the game takes care of you for that, and I think you know the, the game is certainly taking care of him now. Got it. Really nice. Uh, you know, for people to put a quarter million together uh, to document, uh, you know, your story is, is says a lot. It's huge. Um, and just to end off here. 
uh, what advice would you give to the next generation of soccer players growing up right now that want to go pro? Um, I think the, the best advice I always give to younger people is that you have to understand it's your story and your story only. The moment we start saying that this guy got this scholarship or this person got this pro, this, this guy, this contract, we start to lose our story. And our story is only uniquely yours. And, 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 and so just remember that and remember that you get the most out of your story by continuing to participate in your story. And but if you don't like where your story is, change, change the page, you know, change the chapter. And so I think for me, it's like it's all about that, that kind of idea is understanding that your story is uniquely yours and do your absolute best to make the most of it. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Jay, for taking the time. Appreciate it. Pleasure. Thanks. Cheers.